0: A community living in harmony. And that's us. Both Liz and I are going to be speaking this morning. We're going to be basically talking about the same things from uh, our own different perspectives. So uh, some things you might get to hear twice. um, In which case uh, either take them both or choose the best one. Um, It's up to you on that. Uh, I, I shall certainly be reading a lot from notes that I've prepared. Um, years ago, when I was much, much younger, I used to think, oh, a guy's reading from his notes, he can't be, he can't be directed by the Holy Spirit if he's reading from his notes. I've now learnt that that's a load of old rubbish. It's just like saying the musician can't be in tune with the Holy Spirit if they're reading music. So, uh, and we know that's not true. So, anyway, we should be, both Liz and I should be reading from our notes at some time. Okay, so we're looking today at session 9 of Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus and trying to discover its relevance to the church in Pitsy. So, the section entitled A Community in Harmony looks at chapters 5, verse 21 to 6, verse 9 although we're not really going to be looking at anything past chapter 5 and verse 21 in too much detail so this is the, note, this is the verse that we're going to be focusing on mainly today submit to one another a, referen- a reverence to Christ now being a level of detail when it comes to understanding and I know I do this a lot my first question is what does harmony mean? It might mean different things to different people, but to me, it means, in a musical sense anyway, harmony is the sound of two or more individual notes that when played together, complement one another and result in an attractive, collective sound. Does that sound reasonable? Okay. In a community sense... Harmony is when two or more people relate together in a way that is collectively attractive and mutually fulfilling. that sound okay? Okay, so that's where, we're, that's where we're going with this. So Paul sets about telling us how to achieve this by first giving us a general focus and then looks at specific relationships and details for us the way that God designed them to work. So that's where we can, if we laboured this too much, we could get pelted with rotten tomatoes uh, and the like. But uh, I trust that, as we're not going to mention too much about that, you can take your tomatoes home with you. Paul's general focus is stated in chapter 5, verse 21. Submit yourselves to one another out of reference for Christ." Now in breaking this down, we have two sections. Submit yourselves to one another and out of reverence for Christ. Submission to one another is all about having a servant lifestyle. Whatever position you hold in that relationship. So whether husband and wife, it's all about having a servant lifestyle and attitude I was thinking about a situation that could illustrate this and came up with going to see my doctor he or she uses his abilities and resources for my good in a sense submitting himself to my well being I on the other hand submit to his directions and care in order for that well being to happen so there's mutual submission, mutual servanthood in that aspect. It's about wanting the best for and being actively involved in making it happen for others. Okay. Actively involved in making that happen for others. So, i just leave you to think. How can we, as a company of God's people be actively involved in submitting to one another so that we live in harmony. We can think on a, uh, an actual practical level on looking at the needs of one another and how we can uh, improve, how we can bring one another into the lifestyle that God has intended for us. It also means... On the other hand, it means receiving that. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not too good at receiving stuff from other people. Very happy to, well, generally happy to go and do things to support other people. But when it comes to other people doing things for me, I ain't so clever at that. Uh, Is it pride? Yeah. Is it independence? Yeah. It's all of those things. But what does that do? It robs the other person of um, that part of their relationship and joining with me. It robs me from enjoying what they want to do for me. And so the whole thing breaks down at that point. So I look to me and say, get off your high horse, stop being independent and let's receive from one another. The second part of that verse says out of reverence reverence for Christ. And that means both out of our recognition of how Jesus displayed his servanthood being our Lord and model and through our recognition that we have his gentle spirit alive within us. Now, uh, Liz and I were involved in a situation the other day uh, which sort of brought this gentle spirit business into focus. I ain't going to use any names, but uh, it, was, it was like, and it's, I've even dreamt of a hypothetical situation to protect everybody, but it's like uh, the wife saying to her husband, George, are you ready yet? And the husband replied, Woman, be quiet, I'm not ready yet. You know, and does that display a submissive attitude to one another? They can go ahead and they can agree on where they're going to go for a holiday, or they can agree on where they're, you know, loads of other things. But it's a heart attitude displayed in everyday situations. So submission is not just worked out in the practical it's worked out in the heart as well and that, that, uh, that idea of servanthood ok so I'm going to stop now and get Liz to come and do her bit and then I'm coming back a bit later just to finish off my bit and then we're going to break bread together um, we're going to ask the kids to come in for that um, and we're going to break bread uh, together, uh, just in recognition of the fact that we are part of one another's body.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I, I said to Pete, "This is the verse I think in the Bible, or the, ta- the passage in the Bible that can raise more heckles than anything else." I'm going to read the the three verses to you, although you probably know them off by heart. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Saviour. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything that on the face of it sounds a bit harsh. But for me, the important part in that passage is as you do unto the Lord. This section carries on from that verse, submit to one another. It's not separate. It's part of the same thing. As we look at Christ, we, we the church, are his bride. We submit to Jesus, Jesus is the bridegroom of the church, therefore the husband, and he loves and cares for the church, and he submits himself to his father's will. Just as we as wives submit to our husbands, as we do to the Lord, husbands are to take their example from Christ and love their wives as Christ is the head. This is an important lesson for us all in learning to live as a community of God's people. It's a guide as to how we can live in harmony one with another, a working out of the love one for another. As Pete said, it's an attitude of heart. A significant point to make at this time is that it doesn't say, husbands, get your wives to submit to you. Jesus never forces the church, us, to do his will. but gently guides and instructs us in the way we should go. Neither does the husband order the wife in a harsh, unloving or selfish manner. The husband is the head of the household, just as Jesus is head of the church. There's no discussion there. It's just a statement. And we as wise as to submit to our husbands. I've had two reactions when I've talked to people about what I'm going to talk about this morning. I've had, oh, I don't believe in submission. Oh, no, I, don't, I don't agree with that. And the, the other one, is quite strange. As soon as I say it, I didn't have a bay in my marriage vows. We're not talking about either of those things. We're talking about submitting. Submission doesn't mean to become a doormat. It simply means putting your husband first, as we would with the rest of the church community, as we work out our love for one another. It means to honor and respect him, So I looked up the meaning of honour, it's admire, defer to, think highly of, and respect. The meaning is esteem, cherish, value, prize, treasure. It doesn't mean getting involved with what has almost become a national pastime ridiculing your husband to every girly get-together I don't know if you get together with friends but I find it quite difficult sometimes when we get to not particularly Christian friends but non-Christian friends it seems to be the thing that who can say the worst thing about their husband that's not what God is calling us to do but this harmony is not just for husband and wives I believe it's something that the whole church needs to embrace As in verse 1, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. As we acknowledge Christ in one another, we will learn to love each other more, submitting to one another, and to live in harmony as community, loving and caring for one another, deferring to one another, and in this way show Christ to the world. Mutual submission does not, however, mean that there is no authority in the church or home. Christ is still the head of the church and the husband is still the head of the wife. Nor does it mean being a doormat or compromising on matters of truth or biblical principle. Now Paul wrote these words about submission, one to another, but he was the same person who publicly confronted Peter about his hypocrisy. Being submissive does not mean being weak. So you'll find that submission in Galatians 2 verse 11 to 14. But mutual submission does mean that we need to adopt a servant attitude and lifestyle. We're to follow the example of Jesus himself who being lord and master equal with God laid aside his rights even to the point where he took a towel and he did the job of the most lonely household servant washing his disciples feet he told his disciples i have washed your feet You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. In this serving, Jesus didn't abandon his God-given authority. He still is Lord. But rather here, he shows the need for us to get our focus off of ourselves and our position and what we want. He wants us not to focus on ourselves. He wants us to focus on what God wants, serving others for his sake. A submissive person isn't striving for their rights, they're not demanding equal treatment. When you submit, you've given up that fight for superiority, and you've said to God effectively, okay, I'm trusting you, God, to meet my needs. I'm not trying to do it myself anymore. In implementing that trust, we have no longer have anything to prove. It also means growing in godly character. It means not being cantankerous, pushy, self willed, difficult to get along with. In Ephesians four two it tells us be completely humble. And gentle be patient bearing one another in love our lives are to be under the control of the Holy Spirit both those in authority and those under authority are to be marked by the fruit of the Spirit in that way we're no longer self-serving but Christ serving there is an ordained order for the church and home in which male and female are to reflect God's image. Jesus sets us a good example of this in John 5.30, when he says, I seek not to please myself, but to please him who sent me. We see here that although Jesus was equal with God, he yields himself to the will of God. He submits to his Father. As church, if we wish to live in harmony, as God has ordained, we need to focus more and more on God's Word, and less and less on our own. In that way, we can please God and model to the world the relationship between believers and our loving
0: God. Liz has spoken quite a lot about the women's role about women's role in a relationship I'm just going to talk to us guys because we basically as you can guess we basically accept the traditional interpretation of these verses it's the position of us guys in the marriage to love our wives but it's not just any old love it's the love that Christ had for his church it's that Agape, love, which forms itself in the will of the husband. It starts as an, act, as an attitude, a, a decision. It's not about feelings, as you know. It's all about a determination to love our wives. I'm also convinced that this isn't a cultural interpretation. But just as it was contrary to the Ephesian culture of the time, it is contrary to today's culture. To put a bit of body behind that, Paul relates to the attitudes of both husband and wife to one another, to the timelessness of our attitudes to Christ himself, both as Lord of all and head of the church. So submitting to one another verse 21 going back to that submit to one another out of reverence for Christ so as I said before it's not just about um, what we do for one another although that's very important it's important for us to be sensitive to one another's needs and to be prepared to uh, actually go out and do something to them uh, for them, sorry Um, so be sensitive to one another and allow the Holy Spirit to to do his work in us to bring that part of Jesus' character uh, out when we're dealing with one another one thing I do I was going to say I do like about it which is a, a complete wrong statement but the fact that God has given us the same spirit that he gave Jesus what does that mean? It means that within me, I have a part of character which is exactly the same as the one Jesus had. And it's up to me to choose if I want to link into that part or to the old part. And that's where dying to self comes in. So it's quite remarkable that God has, give, has done this for us. And to me, that's, that's one of the... That's one of the terrific things, one of the most important things, I guess, about what happened when Jesus died and paid that price for us. We were able to take part of his spirit into our very being. That is incredible to me. And it gives me a choice now, either to be follow the independent Pete Douglas or to be just like Jesus. And it's the same for us all. We have that choice. So I just want to encourage you to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So let's mirror the, relation, the love that he has for us in our relationship with one another. And let's be an attractive community. Okay, thank you.